resuscitation room in the same hospital I was due to give birth in, waiting to hear if my father would survive this breathing failure. The paramedics had told us it was unlikely he would make it to hospital alive, and like a stunned mullet, I waited there until the early hours of the morning, when a nurse softly suggested I go home and rest. Truthfully, my own health and the prospect of giving birth was far from my mind, I was completely absorbed in the crisis at hand. Amazingly, my father rallied, and though in a coma and on a breathing machine, he survived. Doctors couldn't explain his breathing failure, and we didn't know whether he would regain consciousness or even what faculties he would possess if he did. It was a long and agonising week of last goodbyes before I went into labour, delivering my firstborn, Charlotte Rose. The act of giving birth after a time of such emotional turmoil took every ounce of strength I possessed. I began life as a mother at energetic rock bottom, traumatised and deeply sad. My dad spent the next four months in intensive care, enduring invasive tests and procedures, none of which yielded a diagnosis or hope of treatment. The early months of Charlotte's life revolved around making hospital visits and there was little light relief. After months of tending to my father's needs at the expense of her own, my mother was hospitalised with cellulitis, an infection which left untreated can rapidly turn life-threatening. So, for a few weeks there, I had a baby with reflux who didn't sleep for more than a few hours at a stretch and both parents in different hospitals needing different things. That experience honestly nearly broke me. Thankfully, my mum made a full recovery. My father gradually reclaimed the ability to breathe on his own while awake and the ability to walk. After weeks of intensive work in a rehabilitation unit, though, it was clear that he was never going to be well enough to come home. Given the high level of care my dad needed, there were few facilities available to him, and he ended up in a care home we never felt comfortable with. But there were no other options. It was the kind of place where you knew the residents weren't going anywhere else. And I found that deeply depressing. People used to come out of the woodwork when I brought Charlotte to visit. A bouncing baby was simply irresistible, a transfusion of light and life. But it wasn't the kind of place you wanted to take your child. This chapter was characterised by deep guilt. That Dad was there in the first place, and about not wanting to be there either. In truth, I just wanted this suffering to be over. The reality of that statement overwhelmed me with guilt. I recount this part of my journey not to depress you or to elicit your sympathy. It's that I've encountered so many people since who've been through similar experiences and my message is simple. Give yourself permission to think and feel as you do. It doesn't make you a bad person, it makes you human. The guilt you pile on yourself you neither need nor deserve. Please go gently on you. Witnessing the agonising decline of my father completely dominated the first chapter of Charlotte's life. You can't split your psyche in two. I couldn't simultaneously grieve for my father and celebrate the new life of my daughter. Quite simply, grief won out. With no diagnosis and therefore no treatment, it was just a painful wait. He was there, 
but just the shadow of himself, and with such a diminished quality of life, still fighting for every breath and to complete the smallest of daily tasks. You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. He finally passed away when Charlotte was 15 months old and was posthumously diagnosed as having a rare variant of motor neurone disease. Nothing would have saved him. My father's freedom from suffering was a profound relief and it provided the space for the healing to begin. The one silver lining in all this was that he had met Charlotte Rose and seen his granddaughter blossom. During those 15 months, under the weight of all that distress, I felt like my nervous system was completely fried. I was constantly on edge, teary, quick to anger, and highly sensitive to noise and stimulation.